His name is Ish Berry, and this is Berry Media Unrestricted. He explores the city of Houston, looking for people who are not afraid to get unrestricted. Interesting men and women who have an extraordinary journey, doing the kind of things that make great stories to tell for the rest of us. Now get ready for Unrestricted. Locally, HISD. Mm-hmm. And I think HISD, as we record this, start school at the basically end of this month, 28th, yeah. something yeah. something uh, like that. So yeah. I'll try and have this episode out before then to the masses so people mm-hmm. can get the speed. So basically over the summer, HISD <laughs> got taken over by the state. Right. Just to kind of summarize, in case someone's been living under a rock or don't know what's going on, how did that come Happen? to be? Yeah, how did this happen? So, um, in 2015, the state legislator passed a law said that if if you have a district that has a school, even one school that consistently fails um, more than five years, that either that school needs to be rechartered, or the state can actually take over that board. Dang. So, what? When that law first came out, I think HISD had like 10 schools that were in the the possibility of going into that problem. In 2019, when the state actually uh, triggered the takeover, it was one. It was down to one. They had Wheatley High School. Okay. Uh, over in Fifth Ward. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Wheatley and Cashmere, uh, Wheatley and Cashmere are in. Uh, they're, they're fed out of one, two, one zip code feeds into both of them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of right in between of them. It's, uh, I think it's 77026. To let everybody know, this is the zip code that has the lowest life expectancy in Harris County. Oh, yeah, it's, I hear about that on the news, yeah. Yeah, it's like almost 20 years less than the Woodlands, which has the highest. Yeah. So, and then it has the second lowest income in the, in the, in the uh, county as well. So, there is a issue of... It was really an issue of poverty. Yeah. Clearly. And so, you know, the symptoms are, you know, Kashmir and Wheatley were both on that list in the beginning. Uh, Kashmir dropped off that list, and, and, and Wheatley was the last remaining one when the state tried to take over in 2019. Okay. Uh, HISD appealed. They, they took it to the court. And, you know, so the state cited two things when they, they were going to take them over. They said, okay, you know, you have the school, which triggered us in that regard. They had also had an open meetings violation. I think that happened. I think a year or two before then. I, I forgot what what year that was. It was maybe like 2018 or something like that, where they had they were they were meeting with a, a superintendent. There was a few board members that decided to meet with the with the superintendent that uh, or something when they had all those superintendent transitions. So oh, yeah. the state started those two things. They said Wheatley is failing, been consistently failing. You guys haven't pulled it out of IR status. You haven't recharted it or done anything with it and then you have this board uh, board meeting violation issue so HISD uh, takes them to court and they've been going they've been in court from they went in court from 2019 to to January of 2023 this year and during those four years uh, Wheatley finally hit the pass list last year okay good for them Wheatley got to a C plus and then also of the nine board members they had when when the, the lawsuit started in 2019, seven of them were new. Okay, yeah. So all but two people are, are you know, pretty much, it's basically a new board. Board, yeah, yeah. So basically, at that point, HIC is like, hey, the school that you cited is passing out, and, you know, the board is basically different. So yeah. we have basically fixed the issues. Mm-hmm. 
TEA basically says, but Cashmere failed again. Oh, oh no. <laughs> now, mind you, this is why I brought up the fact I said, okay. now, Cashmere is also fed by the same yeah, zip code. Yeah. So, not economically disadvantaged, uh, Cashmere Gardens, the, the, I mean, Cashmere, the high school, also economically disadvantaged. Just, yeah. You know, so it's like, but y'all, y'all kicking the goalposts. Y'all, y'all moving the goalposts. Yeah. So, um, so, so basically, they, they, in other words, they basically said, whatever, we're, we're taking over anyway. In other words, so uh, they gave, they told them on June the first, they're going to appoint a board of managers. So basically, they report, they, they replaced the whole elected board with a board that they appointed. Um, I, I, it just, I want this to sink into people. So. The people that we elected, right, that looks like us, in the same neighborhoods as us, mm-hmm. have the same concerns. Hell, probably even went to the same high schools that they represent, the right. same schools that they represent in those districts. Right, are all gone now. Gone. Our yeah. elected officials, just nope. To, to heck with them. Everybody in there currently wow. was appointed. There, there's what they call a board of managers, mm-hmm. who are all appointed by the uh, uh, commission of edu- our, uh, education commissioner, Mike Morath. So, who was appointed by the governor? Mm-hmm. So, this is this is, uh, you know, I wrote a blog about it, but this is really it, it has the if, if nothing else, it has the appearance of the. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth between the state, who's majority Republican, mm-hmm. and the local uh, the local entities, which are mostly Democrat. Yeah, and this is definitely an, it looks like an example of the state basically putting their thumb on this. Uh, mostly minority board that yeah. is Democratic. <laughs> Most of them were Democrats, um, and basically putting the thumb on them and saying, "Nope, we got it, and we will we will do what we want." Um, so wow. yeah, so yeah. Now it's a board of managers who were appointed by the the commissioner, and we have an appointed a new appointed superintendent who was doing some wild stuff. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, there's not been there's been a lot of interesting news. Now, I, as a trustee, I give a lot of board. I give the board and and. I give a lot of the boards, mostly I give boards a lot of leeway because I think mm-hmm. the last time I was on, I even said, hey, as many issues they were having back then, I was like, "Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's tough to come in and try to fix stuff oh, yeah. as one vote on a board. You know, you try to, do, you do your part, you come on and do what you can. And even an appointed board, I only know one person on this board, uh, whereas I knew pretty much all the people on, on the last board. Um, it's, it's a different kind of setup uh, and it, it's, it's. I mean, it's very wild stuff going on, to say the least. I mean, it's there are, um, you know, they, I think the most recent thing was, the, you know, uh, t- taking the libraries out of the school and making them discipline Dude, centers. Dude, I was like, what in I, the world? I, I quite haven't quite figured that out. You don't have a, you know, one of my degrees is library science, so I'm, I'm actually not You're just. You're partial to yeah, that I'm, a little bit. I'm partial to libraries, not, I mean, not just because I, I actually, you know, am, am, you know, have a lab, you know, have a library background once upon a time, a law library, it was law library for yeah. me, but um, it, it's, it's the, really the idea of, you know, no libraries. I mean, the whole purpose, you know, the whole idea of a library is to have access to, you know, an outside world. It's, you know, the idea of literacy reading, all those things are fundamental for our society. So yeah. you know, taking the 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 library itself out, and you know, and, yeah. and even just the optics of it, it's just like you know, that's just not a good look. Even if you weren't getting much use out of your library, that's not that's not the thing. But that you they were. they could make use because I remember there was a couple of schools I went to where mm-hmm. like, and growing up, especially in elementary school, mm-hmm. I was kind of like just the class clown, right? Mm-hmm. So if I was being too disruptive in class, the teacher would be like, okay, Ishmael, you're going to spend your lunch in the library and you're going to read 
two books mm-hmm. and, and write something. You know what I mean? Like, right. So I want to say the library can be used as a form of punishment, but it can also take those kids who are the class clowns and being disruptive. And if you do it right, okay, well, hey, you're out here being a bully. How about you read a book on what happens to bullies or something? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know, right. and that might deter them. And then they might become avid readers out of it. Who right. knows? You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially if you make them write a paper or do an oral presentation on what they read or something, right. you know, but. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, I agree. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, in that case, it's like, yeah, but, but that's. And then what about the kids who, who are doing what they're supposed to do and you got a project coming up, you got to write a project on dinosaurs. Where are you going to go to get stuff on dinosaurs in the library? I mean, you know? I mean, well, a lot of people are confused because <laughs> a lot of people don't realize your, your libraries are information professionals, meaning mm-hmm. we're in the information age. Yes. You can get so much information and a lot of it now, especially with AI, is a little questionable. You yeah. need to know how to how do you cite your sources. How do you, Things that we really need I think people think, oh, you can Google everything now, but like, no, what we, we kind of have an information overload, and, mm. and we're going to get even more with the, like, chat GPTs and all those things. They're going to be way more information, and we're going to have to have an ability to be able to pick pick through it a little bit better. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I was laughing because I was at an event earlier, and they, they had me up on the stages. They had me up on the screen as Apollo Creed. That's how that's <laughs> I how see that picture on my way up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. Home. I was like, you said something about, uh, you posted, it's like, Apollo Creed or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's like I didn't realize I was in Rocky IV until they put me in there as Apollo Creed. They did a little little mashup, but they had an 80s theme, and they, they mm-hmm. put, and I was like, yeah, so I, I you know, I was just, earlier today, I was Apollo Creed <laughs> on Rocky IV. So, uh, I mean, you know, with all of the, the technology coming these days, you know, with all the information that's going to be generated, information professionals are going to be, I personally think, and maybe I'm a little biased, but I really do think that, and I've written papers about it when I was in academia, when I used to when I used to work at TSU's law school, but I was I was basically saying the information professionals are really more necessary oh, uh, in a lot in information age, because a lot of people just think, well, what do you do? I mean, so what what do they do? They just think, oh, you can just Google everything. No, but how do you sort through that? And that, I yeah. think that's that's a process that I think a lot of us need to figure out. And I think you know. I, I think it's it's something that we definitely uh, shouldn't, but especially for kids that are about to get into the world, I think, uh, you know, we want our kids to be literate in HISD in our area. Of course, yeah. Uh, we want them to be able to read, we want them to be able to decipher information, all these things, and, you know, just basically removing librarians and libraries, period. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to help that at all, so. I mean, it's like, what, I mean, I have so many questions, like, what do you do with all the books? You just go have a, a massive book sale? You just go put well, them on eBay or well, <laughs> what? Well, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's not like it's not like Texas is looking good anyway. We're up here banning books anyway. So <laughs> That's like, true. Yeah, we were, we were already banning books. Now they're just gonna they got a guy just come. They send a they send a guy in to just take away the well, whole library. <laughs> period. It's like, wow. I mean, this is this feeling very much like uh, you know. Nazi Germany, we're burning books. It's like, I mean, we're, are, are Man, we? Are I we, thought the same thing. Are we at slipping? Home when I was watching the news. I was like, <laughs> is this Germany? Like you're ban- like you just you're gonna ban books and get rid of libraries. Yeah, you're gonna- and you turn the libraries and the, I mean, God forgive me for saying this, but damn, the concentration camps for kids that are kind of rough around the edges. What, what what's going on? It, it is not. It does, <laughs> it definitely doesn't. It doesn't look like they're 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 just being very abashed about going about that 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 yeah. that 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 direction. So it's it's not it's not looking good to say the least. Uh, to say the least is definitely not a good look. Uh, I can't. I have not heard any logic that I that I 
behind it that made me say, okay. You know, usually I listen to yeah. I, I listen to people. I'm like, you know, I listen to what they have to say, even if I don't agree with it. But I usually I at least listen and say, okay, let me follow with you. You know, because even with the the HISD, the the situation that the law that came out, uh, I got the point to a degree. Um, yeah. Dutton is actually my representative. He was one of the authors of the bill. Okay. And you know, as a you know, as a lawyer, I, you know, I was I will listen to both sides, and mm -hmm. I get his argument. And he's like, "Look, I'm tired of my school failing and nobody having any real accountability." Mm -hmm. I agree with the accountability. Now, holding a gun to the head the way they did, and have like a, a, a school district that's like a B-rated school district, <laughs> like HISD, and say, "No, nope, one school is going to take you all." You know, oh, you got 200 plus schools, and that one school is going to be the downfall. Yeah, that's that's for your crazy. whole board, and and we're going to whole district. You know. Yep. 200-something thousand kids in one school. Oh, yeah. We just gonna, we gonna take over. It's like, yeah. and yeah. what about all of the hard work? Because yeah. it starts at home, so you have, you know, all these other schools. I think Worthing was probably on that list at one point, yeah. right? And yeah. yeah, all these other schools, Jack Yates was on that list. And you look know. at all yeah. of the the progress yeah. that these schools have made, the parents, the, the teachers, the community. Yeah. Bring it everything is one school. It's like, come on nope. now. Nope. They, yep. It, it all hinged on one school. And then when they kicked the, when they kicked the goalposts at the end like that, saying, "Well, but Cashmere is failing again." That, that to me was like, yeah, that that when you move the goalposts like that, to me that, that, doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Uh, to mean, say the least. Yeah. Uh, I, I I mean I, I I think that. You know the one good thing that did come, from that bill was that they poured resources like hell into those schools that had been under, those communities that, the schools in those communities that had been underfunded anyway. Yeah. And to that degree, I was happy to see like Wheatley and, and, and Cashmere and all those schools getting all these resources poured mm -hmm. into them to get them up, uh, which, you know, which was needed anyway. I mean, of it's course, like you, yeah. if, if you, you know, uh, if these areas are, are there, I think there's more needed. I think there's more needed from the state yeah. For the area specifically, in the state and the city, to to make sure those areas are not impoverished and and and, and having, not impoverished. Well, I mean, certain parts definitely impoverished, but make sure that those opportunities, you know, that that kids are worried about school and not having to worry about being hungry or mm -hmm. being, or you know, or or having life issues with it. You know, the the more they can focus on school and not and less on life, the better. And having yeah. having a place where that is possible. Is is really the, should be the goal I think for for the you know the, le the local officials that the, the local and state officials and national officials but mostly the local and state are the ones who gonna who can make the biggest impact that would be the ideal thing but you know they said school that that's the way we went about it. we 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 you know wow. we, we went about it that way I get the argument uh, I I don't know if I would have done it that way specifically if yeah. I were you know if I were there. Uh, I, I think I'm glad to see that some resources were poured into it. I hate to see what's going on now. <laughs> yeah, so do I. And, I. and granted me, like, I don't have a dog in a fight. I don't have kids or anything, but mm -hmm. I'm a proud product of HISD. Right. So, you know, and I still live in the city, and I look at it like, well, hey, the kids who are in school now, they're going to be our future educators and mm -hmm. politicians and leaders and tech moguls and business people and so forth, you know? So it's Absolutely. like these things are, are highly important. It's like... Wow, like just to see it just all unfold like this. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything parents can do? Oh, <laughs> do yeah, we have I mean, any kind of recourse at this 
Well, at this, this end, I mean, there's always your, your so there's always your your representatives. I mean, your state representative. This was this 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 is the result of a state uh, a state law. So if, if you know you, if you don't like the law, you can talk to your representative about doing something different. Okay. Um, um, and you can have it. You can try to vote for a governor that might help. That might listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, with regards to, um, there are people putting pressure. I mean, I'm glad to see. I, I've, I've been attending some of the meetings, especially when they were having the public meetings uh, beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad to see people still putting pressure on um, the new superintendent. And mm -hmm. all, you know, I, I met one of the young ladies who basically read him his rights. The uh, one that the video that went viral, the 979 the box yeah. posted. Yeah, yeah, the young lady. <laughs> I've been waiting patiently for this. And I want you to look in my face and remember me because I'm your new best friend. I'm not just here on behalf of my children. I'm here on behalf of the, all of these kids and parents who can't attend these meetings because they have work and other obligations. I have a junior at Yates right now. I have a second grader at Lockhart Elementary. That lady right there, Miss Hensley, was my, look, no, right here, Miss Hensley, raise your hand, the librarian, right here in front of you was my second grade teacher. She's the reason I'm a ferocious reader to this day because of what she instilled and put in me. I want to be clear. There's nothing I'm going to say right here that's going to change your mind about anything that you have already decided on. Because either one, your Greg Abbott's pawn sitting down here to destroy the largest district in this city so we can turn it over to the privates and the charters like they did in New Orleans, or you think you really know what you're doing and that we don't, and that might be a little scarier. Why are you taking teachers and principals and whoever to Odessa? Why they not going to Dallas ISD? Isn't that where you came from with a stellar record? That is my former school board representative right there who I voted for to do a job to hire the superintendent. We've hired two in the past few years. Were you ever in the running? Did they ever call you up to come down here? No, why was why weren't you ever an option? What's your where's your resume? Because I see the smugness in your face and I hear the facetious little answers. I'm not gonna be certified. I'm not gonna. So is it really about student outcomes and student approaches, or is this about your ego? Because I've yet to hear how now that I've lost my democratic ability. Let me be clear with y'all. Y'all have lost your democratic ability to make decisions about your children's education. I don't care what he says, if he wants to improve it, fine. But we have the right as parents, community members, if you pay property taxes, even if you don't have kids in this district, you should care about what's going on. Like I said, I'm a product of HIZ. I don't have a lot of questions, it's mostly commentary. But I also was a union rep for HFT for five and a half years. Yates was my feeder pattern. Worthen was my feeder pattern. Sterling Jones was my feeder pattern. The reason I won't teach to this day because I got to see behind the scenes of how sausage was made, and I said, oh no, I don't want sausage anymore. I, it's a gift and a calling, and I can't do it. But what I do know as a parent is that I can support teachers. Teachers don't do this job to get rich. They're not showing up to make a million dollars. And to stand over them in script lessons and, and, and treat them as if they're not professionals. So let me be clear, teaching is a profession. They go to school and get a degree. They also take a certification, something that you haven't done for your own career. They've done that, period. Let me be clear. Firing three principals a month before school, not student-centered approach. 
My major question is when are you leaving? My second question is when you ultimately fail us, because you will, I, I can guarantee it, how do we then get you up out of here? Because I will be leading the charge. You don't have to answer me. I would prefer you not. But what I would love to hear today is how parents are being brought to the table. Because I would love a parental advisory board for HISD so I can talk to you face-to-face, one-on-one. Because I don't know these people who have been appointed to represent me and my children in my community. Haven't met them, y'all might be very fine people, but it's a reason you didn't get yourself out there and run an election and win. And let me be clear with y'all again, we have lost a right. This is an attack on our city because we are Houston, Texas, a big blue dot in a very red state. We are being punished. It's the same reason there are judges who won their democratically elected seats who are being sued today by the very same people who are supporting this table. I know I'm over time, that's fine, because you talked for a real long time, and I'll be done after this today. And y'all can go ahead and take me on out of here, that's fine. Ruth Kravitz, can you please raise your hand? If you want to get into this fight, can you please stand up? If you want to get into this fight, and you care about these kids, you care about these communities, go talk to Ruth Kravitz. Because when you leave, it's gonna be us picking up the pieces. Let me tell you, it will be here. I'm gonna be here. And trust me, I got a lot of friends that was educators in Dallas. I know a lot of parents in Dallas. Thank you. I, and what they I could say wasn't great. TEA took over North Forest ISD. TEA took over Marlin ISD. Yeah. How many of them kids didn't graduate Marlin ISD last year? What was the percentage? What happened to North Forest ISD? We lost Thank an you. amazing HISD principal. He has gone to another district. What's gonna happen to us when everybody, yeah. it's called brain drain. Yeah. But Thank I'm you done. For, okay. Thank you for your comment. Thank you for your commentary. Your question. Yeah, uh, I was, I saw a friend of mine somebody because I was like, oh, ooh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I, I got, I got a, I got somebody from New York that's like, do you know this person? I was like, I just happened to have met her this week. This <laughs> nice. week, nice. I was like, yeah, we were, I, I, yeah, I just met her this week at a, at another event. But yeah, I was, I was glad. You know, I'm glad to see people who still holding that pressure to them. Yeah, you need to hold pressure on all fronts. So you need to hold pressure to the actual uh, board of managers and the, the the superintendent that's in there. You need to hold pressure to the, the elected officials we have uh, left because it's not the school board anymore. Typically, you would you do it directly to the school board. Yeah. They, but this time, now they're appointed. So, I mean, you can still go to their meetings and, 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 and hold the superintendent accountable directly, but you also want to hold uh, people accountable through the state Yeah. because um, the state clearly can, can make a difference on, on, on the, the local. Uh, and then your local officials, uh, Mayor Turner has been making making um, a fuss lately too which yeah i saw that yeah. yeah which is his own thing but yeah put put pressure on them all fronts um and whichever whichever gets through or or, or until then keep putting pressure yeah because <laughs> ultimately even when we were talking about affirmative action uh we were talking about affirmative action earlier they've been putting pressure on the court for years it's just finally they got to make up so like the fisher case was yeah. pressure it just didn't go through wow. we finally just had the, the court in a, in a position where the pressure actually got through and actually made a difference. So it's it's similar in this regard. You, you keep putting pressure on them until until something breaks on the breaks for for the for the for the cause of, of betterment of the kids at HISD, I guess. So Oh, that's 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 a lot. And um a buddy of mine sent in a question and I haven't been following everything. Maybe you could clear this up. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to know why were black principals removed in a targeted manner? <laughs> um, is that even true? I didn't hear anything about about that. It, um, 
I mean, they remove they remove a lot of principals at a lot of those schools. Uh, interestingly enough, I mean, I've known some that were doing I thought doing good work, and yeah, they just snatched them up. They they they, wow. they cut them. Uh, and, and interestingly enough, I saw other school districts gladly pick them up quickly. Oh, that's it good. Was, to it be was like, oh yeah, they were like, yeah. you would. Do, they, I mean, because I, I think Worthing, I I I, uh, I got a chance to meet their principal a couple times. Uh, I had heard about him a little bit before, but I saw him out in the community. He was doing work. Yeah. Uh, he had done a lot of work. Uh, I, I talked to th that principal and the principal right before then when I was kind of when I was the president of my board and kind of doing some talks around the the area around my precinct specifically about some some possible collaborations, but. Thought he was doing good work, uh, and I think he got snapped. I forgot, maybe Aldean or somewhere like snapped him up quickly. Wow. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, they, they I forgot how many schools they basically. A lot of them were in the black and brown neighborhoods. Yeah, they they got rid of them, and um, yeah. Um, so it it has it has been um, an interesting uh, last couple of months since since they started in, <laughs> in June first. Wow. When the, when the board switched over and the and the, and the soup uh, had switched over, it's been an interesting couple of months. A lot of heads rolling, a lot of a lot of uh, changes going on. At HSD, yeah. whether it's for the better or the worse, we can't we won't see the results for a few years. Yeah. Um, I haven't really heard any explanation that I've been excited about <laughs> that it helped justify a lot of it. Um, so, you know, um, we'll see. Yeah. Um and I thought the board, you know, before all this takeover stuff, I thought the board was doing a good job, you know mm -hmm. I mean? And especially the, um, um, what was the superintendent's name? Millard House. Like, I yeah. thought he was doing, a, you know, a good job with what he had. And yeah, yeah it's like, and then what happens to those elected officials? Like, they no longer get paid and they just got to find other jobs or, or, or what? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean... Well, it was school board. They weren't. They weren't really getting paid anyway. But oh, okay. Not, yeah. I mean, yeah, school board. No, it's not really a paid position in that regards. But, but I mean, yeah, they. I mean, they'll, they'll have to find something else other than the school board to, wow. to do. Basically, it's like yeah. They won't I guess kind of like just like a layoff on any other job. You go into work and yeah. you know you get. You know, I was like, oh, the company's folding or whatever. And you. Well, this is a different one because well, this, yeah. this was a hostile takeover, which is a little different. This is this good is, way to put it. Yeah. yeah this, this is you know. Usually, the way you lose a job as a public official is you, you get voted out. So yeah. that's usually the pressure you get. This was a little different when the state basically says, "Nope, we're going to come in and, and we're going to come take your job." Yeah. <laughs> wow, a little different. So, Dang. and that's that's an interesting president to set, to be honest, um, to be able to go just come and take over on a local level. That that should worry people generally. No, yeah, no, that's that's a scary thought because then it's like. If this is the beginning, then where does it stop at? Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. I mean, if there's a particular city that you don't like the way that they're running things, do you take mm -hmm. over the city government? You take over the, you know, to kick the mayor out and the city council members, or uh, even the county? You don't like the the county judges? You kick the, you know, where where does it start and stop at? Right. You right. know, in the grand scheme of things. Like, right. And that's that should worry people. I mean, that should worry people. I mean. That should worry people, not just in Houston or, or in Texas, but it really should worry people because I think, you know, a lot of times we see stuff that happens here and it, it starts, a lot of times you see some really crazy stuff that happens and it starts duplicating stuff mm -hmm. around the area. So I would I would be weary. I mean, I remember, you know, when they used to talk about the bathroom deal, uh, oh, the bathroom stuff, yeah. and then next thing you know, we had all these anti-trans anti bathroom bills. So it was like, you know, all over the country, North Carolina, all these other places that, that did it. So... I would be a little bit concerned about this, how this plays out, 
uh, if I were in other places because it, it's it could soon be coming to a state near you yeah. uh, or your state specifically so I would I'd be a little concerned on how this goes absolutely know. and something else on Barry while I was looking at questions that were sent to me mm-hmm. have okay so a friend wrote in how was it that the schools in the Western feeder pattern like Lamar and Bel Air haven't been affected well <laughs> I didn't hear about that, but I mean, she kind of answered her own question. Yeah, I sense. mean, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that it's kind of an answer. It's kind of a question to answer for sure. But I mean, the the schools that were targeted were definitely the ones in the the, the black and brown communities. Those are the ones that are in neighborhoods that have, that have been under resourced. Like I was saying earlier, yeah. a lot of times and. Had schools that were more likely to underperform. Uh, I don't remember, but I mean, everybody's gonna be affected by this in some way or uh, another. As in, like, you're getting a new administration. Yeah. And that eventually will. I mean, it's gonna affect all the schools on some way. Yeah. How it affects them, there may not be their 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 specific principal getting his head. You know, their their, their specific principal getting kicked out or, or getting getting fired. But it it will. It, it, I think it's going to affect everybody in some way. I just don't, we just don't, I mean, it may not be your library getting closed down and something ridiculous like that, but we'll, I'm not sure how it's going to affect uh, all the other schools, but yeah, it doesn't seem to be affecting quite as much yeah, <laughs> as, as yeah. like a Wheatley, Kashmir, Worthing, those schools. It yeah. definitely doesn't seem like it's, it's, it's quite, quite uh, as much going on in some of those schools. So... Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then I always forget too that HISD had absorbed um, North Forest. Mm-hmm. We we still forget about that. So one could say those schools play a factor because they were under. I mean, that whole district got shut down because right. of performance and other issues, mm-hmm. and the state made HISD absorb it when HISD had its own set of problems. Right. And you know, and now here we are. It's like, jeez, mm-hmm. wow. Um, if you had a magic wand or something, how would how would you handle this whole situation? If you had car blanche, <laughs> um, if I had a magic wand, I would address a lot of the issues that are the source. So I would try to address the actual neighborhoods. Mm, That's yeah. really where it starts. It's I agree. if there's no opportunity, you know, if there's no economic opportunity for for whole neighborhoods, swaths of neighborhoods for people, then they're gonna be hungry, and their kids gonna be hungry, and they're and they're not gonna be in a place to. They're not gonna be in a mental space, or even brain development if you're not eating properly. Oh, good point. To 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 perform like you to your to the fullest extent. So, I would definitely start there and try to address neighborhoods and the neighbor and and reinforce the neighborhoods. And in some regards, you know, actually one of the things I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have at our board meeting next week is have a discussion about community schools. Mm. Um, you know, one of the young ladies I got a chance to meet, Dr. Uh, uh, Moore, she used to do some work with HISD, and she has a program called Brain Builders. But we talked, and she mentioned that I think Austin has a, pr- a program far as community schools, where, where schools actually serve as community resource. Okay. And figure out what are the needs of the community and try to fi- fill some of those gaps. That's dope. Okay. So, you know, I'm going to see, you know, the schools that we have in our, our department, if they can serve in some of those neighborhoods as community resources and have a bigger discussion because we have schools all around the area maybe a worthing or a cashmere or a 
you know, or a Wheatley could serve yeah. as a resource. And mm -hmm. some of those, you know, elementaries, and some, they can serve, and those feeder patterns can serve as a resource to the communities where, you know, maybe that's one less thing, you know, maybe we, if they can help them, you know, parents find an on-ramp to get, okay, if you didn't, you know, if you didn't finish college or if, or if you didn't finish high school, how, yeah. do we, how do we make sure you can get a GED? How do you get, how do you get into those programs that are going to help you be more stable and that child to be more stable and therefore that community to be more stable? Yeah. Um, that's the bigger conversation. Um, and of course, until then, I think those schools are going to need just more resources because they're, yeah. they're going to be dealing with more issues um, than uh, a Bel Air Lamar that yeah. in River Oaks and Bel Air. Yeah. That were, you know, the people who were zoned there are probably a little more affluent. They, yeah. They're probably not as less people are going to be worried about just basic necessities. So, um, so yeah, th that would be my my one would be that would be the first thing, and then so address that and then so uh, basically from the bottom up and then from the top down in that mm -hmm. regard the bottom up being the neighborhoods the top down uh the administration allocating resources to the to making sure that those those areas are, are those gaps are filled in from both ends gotcha so th that would be my my suggestion i definitely wouldn't be closing libraries <laughs> no <laughs> it would not be, be the, the last libraries. thing see why you <laughs> One would expand on it, you know. Like. <laughs> the, the, the running, the running. I would call it a joke if it wasn't so sad. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's the punchline is like you just closing libraries. No, you know, and I kind of thought because when I first heard about it, I heard about it. Shout out to uh, Isaiah Carey. I heard about mm -hmm. it. You know, he jokes around a lot. Yeah. You know, and it's like I was like, oh no, that's got to be one of his little pranks or jokes, and <laughs> it's, it's like, gonna be no. something else. No, he's dead serious. Like, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead serious about this. Like, yeah. Like, damn. Okay. <laughs> it's like, shouldn't none of libraries and schools determine the detention centers? Yeah, you you can't mean, even make that up. It you, yeah. yeah. It's so ridiculous. You'd be like, nah. That, if somebody, if you read that headline, people are like, nah, that, that's got to yeah. be a joke. This guy, I mean. It, can't even make that I, up. And I hate to say this, but you have libraries in prisons. Mm. They really do. Like, yeah. incarcerated people could go to the library, study. Get their GED, get a certification in something, yep. turn their life around, and say, so "You tell me in public schools that we pay our taxes for, this guy wants to get rid <laughs> of the libraries and determined detentions. Make that make sense?" Whew. Yeah, <laughs> but, I haven't made it make sense yet. I haven't heard anything that makes sense as of yet. So yeah, and yeah, it just like I said, it's wild, wild west right now. And as far as that's sad but true. That's the wrong. I mean, when it comes to our school, that's the wrong thing to be trying to wild, wild west. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we're already having, the, you know, the issue with guns and all those things. So, I, yeah. I, you know, it's they just go ahead and say, let's just take the books out and, <laughs> like, take the books out, make it, you know, put metal detectors in, you know, bring 20,000 security guard officers to have every teacher carrying a piece, which is all all ridiculous. Yeah. These are all ridiculous solutions to me. These are it is. And, and going back to that lady that, that was in that viral video, like she mentioned, New Orleans, for example, you know, like New Orleans mm -hmm. did all those things with metal detectors and like mm -hmm. they started doing that right before my family and I moved here to Houston in 96. And, mm -hmm. you know, I hate to say it. I'm granted, I'm not from New Orleans, but I'm mm -hmm. from the New Orleans area, Sardell, mm -hmm. St. Tammany Parish. But, you know, that's still home and I hate to say it, but it's like, those schools are no better. Here it is, nope. thirty something years later. I mean, nope. Well, you never addressed. You never addressed the. You never addressed the symptoms. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you never addressed the root cause, the symptoms will just Absolutely, keep popping yeah. up. So it's like, yeah, if you if you have acne real bad because of something you're eating, 
You keep popping all the pimples if you want to. You put all the chemicals on yeah. your face and but you keep eating the bad stuff. Your your skin's gonna keep. Pour, yeah. yeah, you're gonna you're gonna end up broke out. So you can keep popping the pimples and 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 moving around. So it's the same thing. It's like you can keep trying to whack a mole and say, oh no, we you know we, we're gonna you know try to you know oh there was a, a shooting or there was this. And we're gonna we're gonna just put you know put this thing that doesn't really work doesn't really solve the issue. Yeah. Um, so no, uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna just keep repeating <laughs> the cycle, unfortunately. Uh, and Ooh. and and after after Uvalde, I thought Uvalde poked a hole in so many of their theories. They were like, you know, yeah. the whole idea of well, if we just had an officer. It was like it, it was, dozens. It yeah. was several dozen officers from there. different agencies. <laughs> you have dozens of officers on the scene, and do. Can I cuss on this shit? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm about to, they didn't do yeah. shit. So they, <laughs> you got dozens of officers that didn't do shit. So I, I can't imagine a teacher. I don't care if you have every teacher could be armed. If if you have several dozen officers that didn't do shit, I yeah. Who want, and I, and to a certain degree, I do understand because I wouldn't want to put my hand in there first with an AR-15 or, or, or AR assault right assault yeah. rifle. I don't know if it was AR-15 or not, but I wouldn't want to put my hand in there first with an AR-15. So everybody having access to an AR-15 is probably not the best idea either. Nah, not at all. That, well, at least such easy access where you can go buy one and then go shoot up a, a school like Yvonne the next day. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, am I anti-Second Amendment? No, I got a concealed carry too. I, yeah. I don't have an issue with that. I just think you should jump through a, at least a, a one or two more hoops to get your hand on a, a assault rifle. I don't see why you should just be able to walk and get an assault rifle today and go shoot up a place tomorrow yeah. or, the, or the same day. So, but and, and even the whole age thing with me is like they raised the age limit on cigarettes mm -hmm. a couple years ago. Because I remember, I hate to sound old, but I'll be 40 in October. Back in my day, was to buy cigarettes was 18 and the right. drink was 21. Right. And the vote was 18 and the joint military was 18. Okay, mm -hmm. so you raise the you know, to smoke tobacco to mm -hmm. 21, mm -hmm. but correct me if I'm wrong, an 18-year-old could go to a gun store yeah. with <laughs> just buy gun, ammo, yeah. and right. do it. It's like, well, you're not going to raise the, the age to a, buy a big a one, gun. a little one, it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, you're not going to raise the... To <laughs> as long as you got the green. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah. like Yeah. Well, I mean, my my thought, I, I, I can have a simple solution. I've had some discussion with this, and even though a lot of my conservative friends don't really agree with it, but... Mm -hmm. From what I've seen, at least, the people who are really gung ho for guns, they will do whatever. So, uh, yeah. if if there's a hoop or two more, they'll do it. Yeah. But especially if it's something reasonable, you yeah, know. It's yeah. Like, it's like I just feel like I felt my my simple solution. I guess the yeah. simple version of it is: the bigger the gun, the bigger the light. Like the bigger the hoop you should jump through to get. Agree. Yeah. So it's like it's like you can't. I can. We got. We can drive cars. We have to jump through a hoop to get a, a car license, right? Oh yeah. So to to be able to drive a car, we have to jump through a hoop to get a license. Yeah. I think there should be a small hoop, uh, even though I, even though that whole Second Amendment, that's which is a, a born out of slavery, but that's a whole mm -hmm. different discussion. We, yeah. We can, but uh, the Second Amendment was basically uh, the South was scared that. Black people were gonna. They were scared the federal government was gonna come to take their guns, and they were gonna not be able to defend themselves against the black people. And that was, Second Amendment was a wink to them, saying that y'all can keep your guns and you can therefore keep your slaves unchecked. That's so. That whole Second Amendment being fundamental is is a whole different debate. But yeah. the idea that okay, if you want to be so gung ho for the Second Amendment, I, I don't have an issue with defending yourself. And and I think that the, the still fear, the fear is still a growing. Black and brown population, but mm -hmm. the idea is that okay, you you jump through a small hoop to get a gun. Yeah, jump through a bigger hoop to get a bigger gun. 
Absolutely. That's it. It's, it's, it's really yeah. just, it's like that. So it's like, yeah, if, if you want an AR-15, give a justification. It don't have to be, a, even don't have to even be a, a real strong one, but just give a justification. Yeah. Uh, saying I'm 18 years old, I just want to go shoot up some stuff, it's not a really good justification. <laughs> no. Like, uh, excuse me, sir, what, are you yeah. going to shoot yeah. up? Are we talking? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I heard somebody that said, you know, they had like a feral hall you know, uh, problem out in West Texas. I was like, okay. Feral hog, I mean, like, okay, yeah. get you a gun, shoot up the feral hogs. I don't think that's that's super, you know. But have to put a have to put a, uh, you know, have to put a form in for it. Put a, have a process to do it. Yeah, I think that does that deter everybody? No. Uh, does that does that disarm everybody? By no means. So no. I just think they're just just making it a little bit more structured to get a gun. Uh, you know, uh, eliminating the, the the trade show. Loophole. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about the trade show stuff. Yeah. Those things, those things would I, I think would be bigger impacts than trying to put, to, trying to secure every single door, of every single school, all the thousands of schools in Texas, just doesn't seem reasonable. It just it's it like, doesn't. It's, and a lot not, of these schools, yeah. even middle schools now, they're building them huge. Yeah. You know, I mean, the high school I ended up graduating from. I don't know if you're familiar with Westside High School. Mm -hmm. Like the property, well, no, the the building itself from mm -hmm. one end to the other is 10 acres. Oh, wow. Yeah, West Side is huge. If you pass by West Side, it looks like a small community college. Can you imagine all the exits that the yeah. West Side yeah. High School and all the, even if they lock, Even if they lock behind, all it takes is one person to open, and that's, yeah. that, that building is now unsecured. Now, you can do things to help, help with yeah. that, but it's unreasonable to expect nobody to be able to come in like that, and I, I think that's that's the issue. So, I mean, you could do the things. You could do things. I'm, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do any of those things to make them more safe. I agree with that. There should be some things done, mm -hmm. but I think that's looking at the wrong. You know, if if you you know if Uvalde is the shining example of 18 year old goes by a gun the day before, goes shoots up the school the next day. Yeah, that, that could have been at least delayed. Had he had to jump through at least a bigger hoop to get yeah. that, that assault rifle, or some kind of federal check that's going to take a couple of days or so. I mean, if we got even even to get a house, you got to go through so many hoops or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> College applications, like you said, the you know if I'm going to go out right now and say oh, I'm going to get a brand new car, all of the stuff that they got to check my employment, Correct. credit history, I need references, mm -hmm. liquid cash I have in the bank, whatever. But right. I can go right now buy a gun and just whatever. It's like nah. Yeah. It's I think I think the license to drive is probably to me one of the better examples. Like yeah. you know, because there, there is a freedom to move. You know, there is a we all have a freedom to be, be able to move about. Mm -hmm. But you know, that's pretty fundamental. You yeah, know, the right to travel. But you know, you know, it's the whole unabridged thing. It's <laughs> you know, people people are very interested in what they decide to 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 get very interesting on so yeah just if, if you just you know but if, if, if folks should really should just say look our, our country's growing blacker and browner and that scares me and I want to keep a gun to feel safer that w I would respect that more but they can't Likewise, say that yeah they can't say that <laughs> <laughs> so what they say is it's it's fundamental and it's like uh, people are really scary and that's very interesting yeah. to me but and, and because they're scary they actually make the world scarier because and more unsafe to a certain extent. Exactly, yeah. it's, it's more unsafe because we just have. I would feel better if I know. I would feel better knowing that okay, everybody can't get a damn gun. Like yeah. okay, you know, everybody just can't go out and get one at the drop of a you know at the drop of a hat. Like yeah. 
go through a little bit more of a process than that, that would make things a little bit, you know, because I'm like, you have the means. You can actually go, yeah. and you have the, the means and the desire to actually follow through. If you're, And, and my thing, too, like, if I was a person that sold that kid everybody a gun, it's like, you're 18 years old. Like, what do you get this money to get this gun? Like, <laughs> yeah. like okay, kid, you want the AR-15 with all the bells and whistles? And I was like, okay, that's going to be $5,000. He pulls out a wad of money. It's like, <laughs> hold on, son. What? what, what yeah, Where you, you work at? How many yeah. hours at Kroger you clocked in to get this? You know, <laughs> bagging groceries or something. What, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> um, as we wrap this up, I want to end it on a lighter note. So mm. next month, start of college football season. One mm. of my favorite rivalries in, in all of college football, especially HBCUs, Prairie View versus Texas Southern. Who you mm -hmm. got this year? Ooh. Uh, I, would, I would say TSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would. I'm. I'm gonna pull for TSU before PV. Even though I love PV and I, I bet I spent a lot of times out there, but I got a degree from TSU. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my degrees is from TSU, uh, and I, I I worked there for like 12 years. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pulling for TSU. Uh, right on, right on. So I'm, uh, I I don't know if they win, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna pull for TSU. <laughs> no, you know, much love to all my PV. You know, PVUers. Uh, a lot of a lot of good close friends. I I, I spent a, a homecoming or two out there with y'all at some point. Likewise, yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, I'm gonna pull for TSU in that in that the 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 the, uh, the Labor Day Classic. <laughs> okay, and you know, afterwards they always have the big battle between the bands. So who who you calling that one? Ocean of Soul or Marching Storm? Ooh, I mean. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's always interesting. I think, and I have it's been a while since I actually attended the actual game. So, okay. <laughs> uh, I think I think the the the, the marching, the Ocean of Soul. I remember hearing them practice when I was in school. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, although I think the was it the, the March of Storm. Um, uh, yeah, March starts PVs. Band, yeah, they yeah. they actually. Made a Super Bowl, and it's funny because I remember uh, one of their former drum majors and I. We, we knew each other from high school. Well, for, we went to a different high school, but we were in a program together. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they came, he's actually one of J Lo's dancers. Oh wow! Okay. But nice. uh, but yeah, he he uh, when, when they were when they had the Super Bowl, I forgot where it was, but they had PV. I think it was in was it in Texas that year? Was it in? probably so? Probably a Super Bowl in. One of the ones they had in Dallas since AT and T been open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was something like that. But yeah, they. I remember PV was in that one. So, uh, you know, uh, and, and and PV actually between HBCUs, PV actually gets state money. I think. Well, they, well, they both get state money, but I think PV gets A and M money. Yeah, because they're A and M school. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I miss my coworkers about that all the time. Like, yeah, y'all got it so easy because y'all got that big oil Texas A and M money. They do get. They get a little undergirded. Uh, about, yeah, but yeah, they get a little more undergirded than than TSU gets. So. You know their programs a little bit <laughs> tend to be a little bit more well funded in some in some regards, <laughs> whereas you know TSU is independent. Which which yeah. even though uh, PV might be having some questions about that after this last presidential issue they had, but yeah, yeah, but, I heard about that. Some of the alumni want to take TSU. I mean, excuse me, PV back independent. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, but you know they can come talk to TSU and find out how that goes too. So <laughs> it can be its own. It's, you kind of pick your poison on that yeah. one. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So uh, I you know I think the the the, the March Storm. Usually does a decent job that I that I know of. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. I I I I think they might. They we'll see if they. You know, again, I got my degree from TSU, yeah. so <laughs> I'm a roll with the ocean of soul. 
hiring you, whether they win or not. <laughs> but you know, I, I think the I, no, you know, I think the March of, the March of Storm uh, has 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 done. Pretty oh yeah, they're, they're pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I went to the last two or three mm-hmm. Labor Day Classics, and both bands are tremendous. You right. know, yeah. So I mean, and not either one isn't slacking. Right. And, you know, it may come down to like just. Who played most of your favorite music? You know? right. <laughs> That's what it comes down exactly. to me. Exactly. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I appreciate you for coming. Thank you, and um, I'm gonna put all of the links to where people can find you on social media, and uh, put the link to the uh, um, to you guys' website over at the Harris County Board of Education. People should come out, uh-huh. be active in their communities. Yeah, third, we meet uh, we meet as a board third Wednesday in the month, typically, uh, and it's uh, like a 1 p.m. Okay. Okay. Afternoon. Okay. Yep. Cool. And until uh, next time, everybody, take care of yourselves and each other. Want to help the channel remain upstanding and dedicated to the truth? Then consider becoming a channel patron. The link to our Patreon account is in the description below.